Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 184 of Final Fantasy Union. I am your host, Daryl, and I'm joined again by Lauren. Hi, guys. She's back. I know. Hopefully to stay. Hopefully. Maybe. Fingers crossed. I know. It's It's been weird just having it being a one-person show. And you came back at a rather apt time. I know. I know. Let's hope that uh, we can uh, keep the anger or keep the uh, feelings down. Uh, about what's going on but you know i can imagine there's going to be a soapbox and lauren's going to be standing I'm on it at some point i'm gonna try not to i'm gonna try not to <laughs> i'm gonna try to rein it in well i guess it depends how i guide your conversation doesn't yeah, it because it there are certain topics where you will uh definitely get triggered yeah a little bit. because do you know what happened <laughs> what Sabata happened has quit square enix shocking <laughs> like utterly just i remember i woke up at i woke up at four to feed lizzie and I just looked at Facebook and I just saw everybody freaking out. And I had to wake up Daryl because he was asleep. And I was just like, Tabata's just left. And I, in a very drowsy way, just said, what? <laughs> uh. It's like I do this to Daryl occasionally where I find like very shocking news in my early morning stupor. It was the kind of stuff, I mean, Tabata quitting was just the tip of the iceberg and we'll get onto a lot more of it in the actual discussion, but it was yeah. the kind of thing where you're just like, is this actually happening? Because it just seems so far-fetched and unlikely. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it just, it was just stunning. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm officially shocked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Well, yeah, we'll get on to it, but yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be our main discussion today. We've got a, a couple of small news updates, but primarily we're going to be focused around the uh, Tabata quitting and the repercussions that's had on the wider business and the projects that they were working on. Um, for you new folks who are listening for the first time, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And we're now going to do some Patreon shoutouts. This is for everyone who has paid $2.50 or more per episode. Starting with Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Lewis James. Nahi Klablawi. Barry Norton at Nordtron Zero. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Massacre23. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Chris Pope at DrPop181. Mohamed Kayum. Rachel Casterton at Urban Ray. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Mike. Ishbel Ayala at Red Beppers. Vitanitas. Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie One. Tobias Cappy at the Tobias Cappy. Tori Patrick. Miles Ribbons. David Calrow. And Moki Syaseth at Moki Mon S. Yay! And actually, <laughs> uh, Moki is a new Patreon supporter, so welcome, welcome. I really like your name. <laughs> <laughs> Moki Mon. It's so cute. Okay, so main topic today. Tabata has quit Square Enix. But that wasn't actually the main thing they, they started off with. So... To set the scene here, we know that, uh, or we knew that they were working on four new pieces of DLC for Final Fantasy XV. We also knew that there was a uh, expansion for Comrades, like a standalone version that was coming out. And um, they had kind of said that they were working on some other small projects for XV. They've alluded to stuff in the past. And so when they announced that they were doing a stream on the eve of the second anniversary for the game's release, everyone was expecting... To hear more stuff around the DLC, right? Because yeah. we've heard very little around it, apart from when they announced it. 
we obviously knew the four characters that it was going to be featured around and we knew stuff around the alternate endings and things like that but we didn't really know that much about it or no we didn't have any screenshots nothing no character art like just nothing going on so off the bat it was a bit strange um obviously in the past they've done the active time reports it's generally been tabata and a fuji-san and um Afuji kind of started things off by saying that it was not really an anniversary celebration. It was more mm. of a special broadcast. And because of that, they were going to be... Uh, it was pre-recorded. It wasn't live. Mm. And and the first thing to say is like we got two announcements to make. Announcement number one is that episode Luna Freya, episode Aranea, and episode Noctis have been cancelled. <laughs> and... I mean, like the the chat on the on the on the live stream was just everyone just going mental. Yeah. Because it's like people have invested so much into this game, and then they were doing this additional content to really give back to the fans who had stuck with it, and then they cancelled it. Although that begs the question: What are they going to do about have the season has the season two uh, DLC price? No. Like, have, have people bought it at all? No, they didn't. So, would this change the price of the next season pass as well? Well, there is no next season pass now. Well, I mean, for Arden... It's just one standalone episode. It's just be a standalone episode. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Okay, so at least that's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's like... It was just mind-boggling. And then yeah. they said, no, right, just so you're clear, we're still working on episode Arden. That's going to be coming out on the, in March 2019. But it was... The reasons why it had been cancelled that they went on to. And there's kind of different aspects to this and Tabata quitting is one aspect of it. But on the stream, they actually announced Tabata quitting after they explained why the DLC had been cancelled. And the reason they gave was that basically... right. So if you remember back when they announced that they were doing this DLC, Mm -hmm. they said that um, obviously they wanted to work on a new IP. Uh, This was even before Luminous Productions had been announced, right? And they were working on a new IP and that they were not too sure how they were going to manage their time. And they had basically figured out a way that they could work on the new IP and they could work on the DLC without any of the schedules being impacted or any of the financials being impacted at all. And the board was okay with that. Well, it turns out the board wasn't okay with that Mm. because just before the live stream, they put out a statement saying that Luminous Productions has lost $33 million since it opened and that they are forcing the studio to change strategy to leverage its strengths working on AAA games. Now, as far as we were concerned, they were already working on a AAA game and they were working on the DLC as well. And I know that Tabata said they were working on small side projects to try and bring revenue in. But the $33 basically suggests that everything they were working on, apart from Episode Arden, I guess, has just been canned completely mm-hmm. scratched and now everything they're going to be doing moving forward is completely new mm-hmm. so it's like how did how did that situation come about like how do they how do they green light all these dlc projects and the ip that they were working on and then suddenly just go now actually um we need you to focus on this instead can you just stop everything else you were doing yeah well, I mean, we always sort of thought it was a bit weird that they came up with the additional DLC anyway. Like, we always thought that that was a strange thing, a strange direction for them to go just because it meant that Final Fantasy fifteen was just going to go on for ages. So, I mean, I'm kind of relieved, but I didn't want it to be at the cost of Tabata. 
Yeah, because, I mean, so right after they announced all this stuff about the DLC being cancelled, the reasons why that, yeah, it's that the uh, Square Enix board, essentially, or the the, the senior management don't want them to do it anymore, which I think is really harsh of the fans. Like, the board just basically turned around saying, no, that DLC's crap, just don't make it anymore. Focus on something else that's more interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, what what kind of message does that send out? Well, yeah, I mean, it's true, but at the same time, the um, spec for what those additional DLC were going to be about outside of maybe Arden and Aranea, like Arden and Aranea's I thought were worse. Like maybe those would be okay. You mean Luna? No, Aranea. Aranea. I thought Aranea's would be cool. Like I thought Aranea's would be interesting. Okay. um, Because I like her as a character. Luna Freya, I I think that they're just pulling at straws. I think that, you know, there's it's it's a shame that she had the little story that she did, but at the same time, I think that it was enough. Like I just don't see how they could pull well, push they, it any further. Tabat had said numerous times in the build up to the announcement that they even after the survey went out that they weren't going to make DLC for characters that they didn't feel they could make it for. And yeah. Luna Freya was one of the ones he mentioned in relation to that. Like yeah. they didn't feel as though there was a story they could tell. But obviously, when the fans started saying, we want more Luna Freya, they were like, oh, okay, let's see how we can make this work, yeah. I guess. So that was the first sort of strike against it. And then the episode Noctis, I just thought was silly. No one I asked just, for that. That's the one that they no. wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. And like the the happy endings and stuff. I just I just find that it was just, it's just too far. It's too far gone. But I guess, I mean, obviously, we don't know what happened internally. So it no. could be that maybe they were completely behind schedule on all of them. And that well, maybe episode Arden was the only one that was going to come out because... Yeah, Tabata original... did say that he was going to take a lot of time on these so that they were good. Yeah, and and but the whole point is that they sold this plan and they pitched it and it was approved. Mm. And then now it's not approved. So there must there must have been something that happened behind the scenes that yeah. just, just did all this. And and obviously, um, yeah, Fujisam then went on to the fact that Tabata has left, resigned from Square Enix. Uh, he's gone now. He went on the 31st of October, quit not only Illuminous Productions as everything to do with Final Fantasy 15, and he's done it to start up his own studio. And And the weird thing is that he said that the reason he quit was so that he could start his own studio and work on a project that would actually allow him to achieve his goals. But as far as we were concerned, that's what he was doing. Like that's yeah. the reason why he started Luminous Production, so that he could work on a new IP for like the first time in his life. But as this as this sort of tells he what he still wasn't allowed to do it. What I'm guessing might might have happened or a possible scenario is that he was working hard to do the I think his his main objective was the new IP. I think that probably was his wanted to be his main focus, well, but they just kept pushing, they just kept pushing about the DLC. Well, also in the other projects, I mean, like it's, I guess it's difficult because he basically had removed himself from Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't really working on anything anymore. He was basically kind of acting as a producer. But Tarada had taken over all the directorial duties. They said it was kind of like a, a much smaller crew working on the DLC. So as far as we were concerned, Tabata and all the rest of the staff were working on those new that, the new IP that he was working on. Mm. Maybe, maybe the new IP that he was working on just didn't pan out. But like mm. he did an interview like a couple of weeks. No, yeah, like earlier this month um or last month just talking about like the plan moving forward and mm-hmm. everything they were working on it just seems like this has suddenly come out of the blue but yes obviously no. it hasn't because he has clearly plans to be quitting for a while because yeah. you don't just suddenly quit and make your own studio on a whim no no i think 
I think they do put a lot of pressure on them. And I think also, <laughs> I think Tabata is one of those people who obviously is is different from the rest, the rest of Square Enix. I mean, you know, Nomura is somebody who just, for lack of a better phrase that I can think of, probably because I'm sleep deprived, he shoots his load and then he leaves. And then he just leaves it for a while, you know? Like, I mean, like... A lot of his announcement, uh, the games that he announces are announced too early. Maybe they were pushing him to do something. Maybe they were pushing him to meet deadlines that he just was thinking like, well, I can't. Yeah, like I can't realistically do this. It's just what happened. I mean, like with Nomura, like you have to feel sorry for the guy because although he does want to do the best he can. Yeah. He's constantly put on projects. Like he's been working on a Kingdom Hearts game every year since Kingdom Hearts 2. He does, but he also kind of he eggs it on because he he, he promotes it. it but then like he's then he's so he, stretched and it's the same for a lot of them because but he put he puts his hand in everything though what but is it his choice because like let's say the fun fantasy 7 remake he didn't want to be involved in that he got told he was doing it and he was like okay yeah i assumed that kataze was going to direct this but if you want me to then i can do that but you realize i'm directing kingdom Hearts 3 as well right now yeah, I mean, it is probably nothing, but like the fact that, you know, whenever you look at the art books and his is the only, his characters are the only ones that have like a big copyright logo on them, like it just, he, I think that, yeah, I think they're overusing him. Like, I do think, I do think it's, it's, it's both parties are, are to blame. I think Namora is very much, I mean, we've talked about it ages, but like that he's a perfectionist. And um, I think that Square Enix is scared that if they if they don't use him, their stuff will fail. Yeah, because they don't really. I mean, like with Tabata leaving now, mm. who who else is like? They have nobody to throw the crap at. Yeah, because I mean, like the the essentially. But like, the, I guess the weird thing that I've been seeing is that people. Like, yeah, as you said, in Japanese culture, people like typically people don't quit in this way. No, they really have to be pushed. Like really hard. Like, like Saku- Sakaguchi obviously was the big. Um, like I'd say he's the only equivalent mm. in terms of a director quitting, like it's in, in, in big fashion. Yeah, and obviously Matsuno kind of was ushered out gradually uh, with his illness. Mm-hmm. Um, Uematsu left as well. That was kind of a big thing. And their their biggest theme is just that they've been overworked. Like, overworked. Like that's been the biggest the biggest thing that sort of set people off. So yeah, I mean like. I don't know. It's maybe maybe things didn't pan out the way that Tabata thought they would. Mm. In terms of he th- maybe he thought I've got my own studio now. I'll be uh, left alone a bit. Yeah, but apparently not no. because yeah, they just cancelled everything he was working on. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a hard to say who was it because yeah. it could be that Tabata actually just made his decision. Maybe um, Tabata decided that he was going to quit, yeah. and now Square Enix have had to put out these statements to say. Oh, we've had to cancel these projects because Tabata's no longer there, and blah blah blah. I wonder how different. Th- well, I mean, I know Yoko Taro is is freelance, but I wonder how differently Square Enix treated someone like Yoko Taro versus Tabata with Luminous Productions. I I think it is slightly diff- different because um, Taro got to make his project on the basis of Saito. Yeah. Um, so Saito, I think, probably controlled him or I had a lot of uh, sway. He was only mm-hmm. allowed to make the project as well because he'd kind of earned that right. Yeah. And you think that Tabata would have earned his right to do kind of what he wanted as well. Well, you but... say he kind of earned his right, but like before Nier Automata, what... Dragon Quest. Dra- well, oh, sorry, for for Taro. Taro no, Saito. 
Yeah, yeah, no, like I know, I know with Saito, but I mean, like with uh, oh, sorry, okay, I get, I get, you, I get, yeah, yeah. Automata yeah. only got made because Saito, Saito got it made. Saito wanted it. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it, it's hard to it's hard to know. Um, it could be that Tabala just decided to he wanted to go. It could be that he was pushed. It could be that decisions were made that he didn't mm. agree with. It's really it's really hard to know. It is. The, the one thing we do know is that this just looks so bad for Square Enix. Yeah. I mean, the the PR around this, like this it basically it, it is an anniversary stream that was just not it was like a, mm. a funeral. Yeah. Like the first half of the stream was them just saying like so we've canceled this, this person's quit. Um and uh please be excited for yeah. the future. Um but the future it doesn't really hold much for the game. So yeah. A guy called Yuji Shinoda has taken over, uh, essentially, Tabata's role as the producer of Final Fantasy XV. Tarada's going to continue as the director of episode Arden. Um, but, like, after that, it was just them just kind of talking about stuff like, oh, here's a, te- here's a teaser for episode Arden. Please be excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we're working on, on an animated feature that's going to come out as a prologue to episode Arden. And then they also really said that even though we're cancelling the DLC episodes, we're still going to try and recreate them in some other form, but they just don't know what that's going to be yet. So is it going to still go on for ages? Like, it's just weird. It's just really strange. Yeah, I just like, it's hard to know really how to take all of this. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like I said before, I'm a bit relieved with as far as the DLC goes, because I just didn't, I didn't. I couldn't work out how it was going to be beneficial to the game. I mean, at this point, the game has been edited enough that people have been happy with the Royal Edition. People have been happy with what what was produced from the Royal Edition. There's still a lot of people who think that Final Fantasy XV is the worst game ever, which is not really true. But, like, it... The people who who have revisited the game feel as though it's now a solid experience with Royal Edition. The people who were a bit skeptical of it, so I just felt like these additional DLC were just a bit unnecessary. They were, that's the thing; they were they were a love letter for the fans who mm-hmm. had stuck with them, mm-hmm. and the fact that they have cancelled them, it just as I said, it, it just sends like a, such a strange message. Yeah, and I think we from, care about you, but we don't care. Yeah, about you. and so from my perspective. I think one also from I think you would agree that Tabata was probably the the shining light in the company. Yeah. Like everything else that the company has been doing at the moment with regards to the Final Fantasy franchise is just kind of bland, boring. Mm. I mean, like we don't really know anything about the remake still no. after all this time. I mean, Yoshi P has been has been doing well with fourteen, obviously, but like, yeah, other than that. There isn't much going on. It's true. We do have a consistent theme of uh, ignoring the MMOs. <laughs> I know. I know. We have to. Because, like, I mean, that's the thing. That It's it's only because Yoshida's done so well. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's just kind of been a steady stream. Like, he's not really faltered that much in the time But I think that even though, I mean, you, you said that you've been seeing a lot more comments now around 14 getting a bit stale. Yeah, but that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, but like that's going to happen. So what's, what's the next thing for 14? Because really, yeah. the original 14 came out eight years ago now. Yeah, which is crazy. The revised version was over five years ago now, I think. Uh-huh. So, like, but they don't really have anything, like, exciting. And I thought... They know, might do after so, this next, because they're going to have... um The Fan Fest hasn't happened yet. I think there's another No, I mean in general, one. not the MMO. Oh, okay, yeah. Because we have the 7 remake. Yeah. yeah. We've got expansions for Final Fantasy 14. 
and that that's kind of it mm-hmm. like on the horizon i know that tabata wasn't going to be working on a new final fantasy game he's going to be working on a fresh new ip but even outside of that like a quiet man their most recent ip was just terrible yeah. it was abysmal yeah like how does that happen i know i know it, it is really 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 bizarre but um but yeah no it's it's just a shame the sort of situation that they're in at the moment and to be honest i don't think there's any quick fixes for it like i think well kingdom hearts 3 is definitely going to be beneficial for them that's going to earn them bucket loads of money like that's going to earn them so much um once that releases in january 15 earned them a load of money as well yeah but then after that after that they sort of have a lull like it's going to take them years until they can release a game that's good enough for them to make money off yeah of i mean what's the next game because they just dragon quest 11 has been done mm-hmm. kingdom hearts 3 is just about to come out 15 was done they haven't announced anything else apart from the 7 remake yeah they've got a couple of new ips there's the tokyo rbg factory stuff maybe um there's the um babylon's uh whatever it's called mm. well they did have um uh the the recent one as well oh frick what is that nintendo switch um octopath traveler yeah but that's not like a triple a game no, but it it earned them it earned them some credits and stuff and yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just gonna be strange. It's gonna I I've just am really sad that this is how Tabata's story is gone, especially because like he's like I see a lot of people online as well saying like what a horrible director they thought he was because of Fifteen, and he's not a horrible director. Like you say what you want about Fifteen, like he <laughs> he did his best with like a lot of stuff and like the games that were solidly his like there there aren't a lot of games that were solidly his in his portfolio that uh from square enix a lot of the games that he had to do he basically was sort of like raised his hand in the meeting i was just like yeah sure i'll take it on you know like he the only game that i would say that was like pretty much solidly his was type zero but even that had uh other hands in there it took a long time to get developed like the yeah. storyline completely changed everything about that game was a complete mess still exactly not through any fault of his, of his own no and then i mean crisis core is another one that he he had a big hand in and that did very well it's like you know it's just a shame it's a shame that he couldn't have gotten his he couldn't have gotten his sort of game the 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 one the this and i think that's why we're i'm most disappointed because what the ip that he was working on with luminous productions was going to be his chance to really show what he can actually do with a big budget and also it means that all the rumors about him working on agnes philosophy is gone yeah unless he takes that with him somehow if if he was working on it but either way like yeah like it's just a shame. It's just a really big shame. I wonder what he's going to do next. And I know we probably shouldn't speculate on that because it's not Final Fantasy related anymore. I, I mean, they may still hire him as a freelancer. Who knows? They but- hire everybody back as a freaking freelancer. Like every single person who leaves that company is just like, oh, yeah, I'll come back. But I'm doing freelance. Um, but I wonder if he's got enough of a profile to go down the Kojima route. I don't know. I don't. Like it's, because Final Fantasy Fifteen was yeah. probably one of the most marketed games ever, and he did a lot to promote himself uh, mm. throughout all of the all of that stuff. But the difference between him and Kojima is the fact that Kojima's name was like for all the faults that Metal Gear Solid Five had, 
his name wasn't drawn through the mud. A no. lot of people were aware of the fully aware of the fact that that was Konami's. Beef. But I'm just I'm just wondering if if someone like Sony would uh, back him. I hope with, so. With a new studio, because I mean, like you see with Shenmue Three, mm-hmm. like Yu Suzuki, uh, they've essentially allowed him to create his studio. Kojima, they've obviously done it with, and they're giving him a lot of time to make Death Stranding. Yeah. If Tabata can pitch a good idea, I wouldn't be surprised if a Western publisher is is happy to support that and pick it up. I really, really, well. really hope so. I really do. But yeah, like I mean, the difference between him and Kojima is the fact that like right before, right before Kojima left Konami, like he threw an ultimate hail mary with PT. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like he left on such a solid high because once that got canceled everybody was just like oh, what is Ko- what's kojima gonna do now oh my god he's still gonna work with Guillermo del toro that's amazing okay let's just buy into this game because like you know that everybody after playing pt is just like this is just a sample of what's to come with I, Death stranding i genuinely hope and this is just me being super optimistic but i really hope he can down on the platinum games route because mm. obviously when um capcom was going through its difficulties they've had a load of high profile creators leave over the years yeah um and a lot of them created platinum games it i guess it just depends how many people follow tabata mm-hmm. whether or not he's still got the ambition to make triple a games because it sounds like it because that's always been his, his ambition he wanted to make like a he wanted to make final fantasy 15 but not final fantasy 15 yeah and his his wording again in his in his uh, in his letter that he wrote to say that he started his own studio to make the games that fulfill his ambitions mm. suggests to me that he's going to be working on AAA games. Yeah, and maybe even that he has a strategy already. Like maybe he already has something that is in the works. Like, like that's the thing as well because he's left so abruptly from Square Enix in our eyes. Like he may have he may have his notice ages ago i don't know what their notice period is i would imagine it would be quite long lengthy. but then it must also be quite short because um like in those situations do they want him sticking around mm, that's true that's true as far as like with sales people they have to get them out the door quite quickly so as to not steal anything so they could have done the same with the they could do the same sort of thing with developers i'm not sure but either way um, i um i mean if you look at sakaguchi sakaguchi was planning his exit for a while yeah um he obviously uh, did the whole Mistwalker creation like a year before he even left i think um but i mean sakaguchi i'd say that since he left square enix he hasn't really achieved that much he did lost odyssey he did blue dragon but he's gone down to work on mobile games but maybe i really don't thing. hope i just hope Sak- uh, tabata doesn't go but the same like, path how old was sakaguchi when he left I don't know, like late 30s? But then, well, maybe not age-wise, but maybe sort of like achievement-wise. Like the difference between Sakaguchi and Tabata is that Sakaguchi actually achieved what he wanted to probably achieve with with that. Like he made Final Fantasy, like, you know? Like but then he, he obviously did want to still make AAA games. I think it's oh, just, it became so hard for him to finance. But yeah, there was that. But then there was also just the fact that like, I don't think that he was as... I don't feel like he was probably as as stressed about about it. But there again, he did get a lot of a lot of um, good people surrounding him in the later games. Like even though Sakaguchi sort of started it off, like it was really the, sort of the movement of Ito and Kitaze and stuff with the later games that really got Final Fantasy back into the relevancy of today. Like. Yeah. You know, um, it was kind of when he stepped away that it got big. Exactly. Well, bigger. It got bigger, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
you know, I still I still feel like Sakaguchi probably had a, a much different level as to what she was at when he left compared to Tabata. Yeah. But either way. It's it's just funny. I've seen a lot of memes about comparing the two because obviously um, Tabata and Sakaguchi got quite close. Mm. And uh, maybe people are saying like, oh, maybe Sakaguchi planned this. Mm-hmm. But there's the other thing yeah. about... Because um, uh, there's the thing that people are suggesting that Tabata's lost because of the left because of the losses of the studio which probably isn't true yeah um no. and because the losses are because he's left um but uh, just Sakaguchi going huh 33 million losses that's not extraordinary <laughs> <laughs> oh well Sakaguchi like yelled at it well he um joked at, at Tabata that he should direct the next Final Fantasy yeah. and Sakaguchi was just like why are you not directing the next Final Fantasy game Ain't but, nobody yeah. got time for that. Nope. Okay, so yeah. Uh, elsewhere, they announced that uh, on the stream that the Comrades standalone version will be releasing on the 12th of December. It's going to cost $10. But even that's a bit strange. And I, I, I kind of guess what they're doing. But basically, the old version of Comrades that you guys are all playing right now is going to be shut down completely. You, It won't work after the 11th or 12th of December. The trophies, achievements, you can't get anymore. <laughs> Nothing will work, basically. So, so basically, I'm happy I didn't put any hours into this yeah, game. So, but every, all, your, all your progress and everything will be maintained. You just have to download a new version of it. Mm. So they're completely separating it from the game. It's going to be completely standalone as a whole thing, which I think is a bit extreme. Yeah. Um, but if that's the route they want to go down, fine. <laughs> they also announced there's going to be a Final Fantasy XIV collaboration event taking place, which, again, seems a bit late. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing another collaboration, but oh, this is Square Enix, land of the confusion. Yeah. Well, they just did <laughs> that, that one with Terror Wars as well, didn't they? Sakaguchi's yeah. game. Yeah. Bless. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of the stream. That was the 15 news. I And I'm still <laughs> just kind of bewildered as to everything that's happened. I just can't, no. I just can't believe it. No. It, it's like... The only the only things I can really relate to are when Sakaguchi and Uematsu left mm. because those were bombshells yeah. like just kind of came out of the blue completely because people just don't really quit yeah like they don't like they go down the Ito route where they just kind of disappear Stay behind or the Toriyama route where they just get downgraded too <laughs> um, yeah like most <laughs> of the, most of the people that quit Square Enix have been just kind of ushered away mm-hmm. like um Tanaka the guy he was uh one of the main people in Final Fantasy 11 and he'd been in with Square Enix. I think he worked on a lot of the original games as well he just kind of after 14 didn't work that well he just kind of got ushered out very quietly mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just generally the route they sit, go sit in this office over here you know yeah. um i'll give you a little cap give you a little uh crayon I mean, like, even like ken kudaragi like playstation they just kind of just they kept him around for a little bit as an advisor or something until yeah. he decided he wanted to leave but by the time he left it wasn't really a big deal because he wasn't in the in the spotlight anymore yeah which Tabata is completely in the spotlight right yeah. now like and that's the weird thing about it like if Ito, if they announced Ito was going to leave, like, uh, a lot of the guys uh, like Naora and stuff left mm-hmm. after 15, but it wasn't really a big deal because they weren't really doing anything at that point. I guess it's also weird as the fact that like it seems like Square Enix couldn't offer them any, couldn't offer Tabata anything to convince him to stay. Like it was that bad or he just didn't want to stay that bad. You know, like they couldn't offer him anything to stay because I like I would think that Square Enix wouldn't have wanted to lose him in the game. No, because he just Final Fantasy 15 has been such a good financial project for them. 
Like it just seemed it yeah it it seems really strange. Like yeah. I mean, they had freaking Nomura working on Versus Thirteen for like ten years, and he still got to stay, and he even got Final Fantasy Seven remake. But Tabata, nah, bye, peace out. Yeah, it's just that's why it's it's hard for us to speculate on what actually happened because yeah. it just seems so illogical yeah. from almost every aspect. Like yeah. Square Enix probably wouldn't want to leave someone who's actually able to make them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Tabata it seemed like he got everything he wanted yeah he got his own studio he was working on his new ip he was working on dlc to make fans happy i just it's just something happened yeah something happened yeah. and we don't we probably never will know what that is i don't know tabad likes to talk a lot he'll probably he'll probably do it yeah. at some point in the future shady anyway so outside of that there's a couple of news updates uh nothing too significant um so what a final fantasy maxima has now released so you can play that on Xbox One and Switch as well as the PlayStation 4. Um, and Chiba had said in interviews around it that he's actually already written the sequel. Aww. But uh, he doesn't know if Square Enix will ever let him make it. Oh, sadness. And then uh, also on World of Final Fantasy, uh, Melly Mello, that mobile game that was announced in Japan or, or came out last year. Yeah. They're cancelling it. It's been shut down. Well, it's being so shut sad. down in, in a month's time. No reason given. They're just... No. It's gone by way of Justice Monsters 5. That great and all the game. other games, King's yeah. Knight. And yeah. Pretty much every single, well, I'd say the majority of the mobile games that Square Enix operate <laughs> shut down within a year. Unless they are Mobius, Brave Exvius, or Record Keeper. Dissidia. Opromnia Dissidia, Opromnia is right? yeah. still there, still yeah. Okay. yeah. And on the subject of Dissidia, Lauren, mm. uh, we actually had a podcast about this very game. I know. Uh, I think it was two episodes ago. <laughs> we, where we were predicted talking, it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about what they might do to keep people interested in the game. And so they have just announced Dissidia NT free to play. Do they listen to our podcasts? I think they do. Well, I mean, That was the they, last podcast that I was on. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. It, I mean, if they did do it based on our recommendation, that would be a pretty quick turnaround time. I know. But then why did you get rid of Tabata, Square Enix? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Our recommendation no. is hire to batter back yeah. if you're listening. No, he, no, leave him alone. Let him, let him um, have his time. So yeah, basically the, the City NT free-to-play version is going to be like a MOBA. It's mm. exactly what we talked about. <laughs> so it's going to be completely stripped down. You're only going to be able to play online. There's going to be no story mode, no treasure, no nothing like that. It's just online. And the characters you can play as will be rotated. This is and, what they should have done. And if you want to, you can purchase specific characters to play them on a regular basis. <gasps> Wow. Shock. I know, like, it's like, it's how a MOBA works or something. Yeah, I know. It's like they actually got their crap together. But, oh my god, if they had released Dissidia in this way before, I think it would have done so much better. Well, the rep, like, people wouldn't have judged it so harshly yeah. because the expectation wouldn't have been there. Mm-mm. Like, you're in, you're releasing Dissidia NT for free for everyone to play. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you say it's, like, how can you be critical of that? It's just getting out of that mindset that releasing something for free is going to earn you no money. Like, it's just, it's this really bizarre, bizarre time. Because, like, the, you have these big heads who are just like, we have to, we have to make as much money as possible. We have to sell as much stuff, blah, 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 blah. Whereas, like, you know, you have things like Netflix where they, it's just a standard subscription fee and they make a ton of money. League of Legends, like, free to play, you make a ton of money. Like, it's not rocket science. I mean, you have to obviously have to build a community and everything around Yeah, it, yeah, but. it's true. But, like, you, it's word of mouth, isn't it? By that point, it's getting everybody to buy buy stuff. And they also announced that Yuna's going to be 
the next character. Yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I love that they chose Valifor as her summon. And did you see the optional outfit? Yeah. Which is the wedding. Wedding yeah. Yuna. I'm a bit disappointed that it wasn't Gunner, but you know. They'd have to change her entire gameplay I know, style. But it'd be awesome. But either way, I st- I'm still happy with what, what they've released of, of Yuna. So yeah, that's uh, that's oh, also I should say that the free to play version is compatible with the normal version. So basically, everyone's playing the same game. It's just that you don't have the story. Mm. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm still still kind of shocked. I just don't. I still don't really know how to digest this news. Yeah. I just, I need to batter to come out and tell me it's okay. We need some Pepto. I just need Pepto Bismol. Yeah. Some yeah, some video game Pepto Bismol. I need to, I play. need someone to come out and say it's going to be okay because <laughs> at the moment I've had a really depressing live stream and yeah. a really depressing letter where Tabata tried to be positive at the end of it, but the majority of it was just kind of, uh, <laughs> oh, and now the next thing we've got is the Seven remake, which uh, is not going to be coming out for years. No. Well, yeah, I mean Nomura even did an interview recently saying like he's basically just not working on it right now. Yeah. So sad, oh. but oh well. we'll anyway, we'll pick so up. so we we didn't really talk about it, but I mean, the sad thing about this whole thing is that Luna has always been promised more story. Everything that's happened with her, even since the days of Stella, has been to just crap on her as a character, mm-hmm. and now her additional story episode has also been cancelled. So, as some way of tribute to Luna, the music this episode is a reorchestration of. Luna's theme mm. by Sun Zero FX. And also a shout out to Amy Shields. So sorry that you've just had such a bad run with Luna Freya. Yeah. <laughs> like first replaced by um, Lena Headey and then you didn't get your DLC. We love you. We we love you. And we hope that you get your Final Fantasy heroine spotlight in a future game. I wonder if Luna's ever going to be in anything moving forward. I know. I think they're just going to just pretend she never existed. Oh, Luna Freya. It's so sad. I know. They'll they'll release her in another game and they'll call her Stella. (laughs) Boom. Say that again. They'll release her in another game and they'll call her Stella. (laughs) Yep. Instant. Oh, dear. All right. So uh, the next episode of Final Fantasy Nina is scheduled to come out on the 27th of November. You can subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes store. Just search for Final Fantasy on... Just search for Final Fantasy and we're there or thereabouts. Also, check out our news coverage on FinalFantasyUnion.com by Braden. And remember, if you'd like to support the show, you can check us out on Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. Also, I think last episode I said there was going to be a survey released. Um, it will hopefully be out by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, all right, guys, it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. This is Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.